Good morning, everyone. For those that I haven't met yet, my name is Kirk, and uh, it has been an awesome two weeks. Hey, we've been here. We arrived on Easter Monday at midnight, and uh, the girls were squealing because they finally had a room. Uh, we've been living in our caravan since December, traveling the country, and uh, the caravan is primo, but it is not quite the same as having your own room. <laughs> the kids have just had a curtain between them. Now they have uh, walls. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, but as part of this welcome uh, this week, uh, we got to spend some time with Warren. And as you've probably realized this morning, Warren's leaving a giant gaping gap um, of all the things that he has been doing. And so I, th- I hope that some of us are going, oh man, I wonder if there's things that I can do to fill that gap. I wonder if there's ways that I can serve the body, serve one another, and uh, fill some of those spaces. So maybe just ponder that. Um, but uh, as part of us getting to know Warren a bit more, and we, we spent some time just uh, together, beautiful time with Warren and Bridget on Friday morning, and then uh, Bridget had to cycle off to work, and Warren had the important task of choosing the location for lunch. And uh, we're like, hey, we're new here. What's good? And uh, he took us to Z- Zambrero. Has anybody been there? Now, this is Mexican place. Uh, this is Mexican food. And uh, it was absolutely awesome. And uh, it was awesome from the moment we walked through the door, actually, because the, uh, the guy behind the counter, just like the week before Sunday standing here, we were welcomed in like a palfrey. He... No, my heart in my called us in, and I was like, "Wow!" And he calls us in, and I felt like jumping the counter and giving him a, giving him a hongi and just being like embracing him and thank you for your welcome to your restaurant. And uh, turns out he's just part time; he's a security guard, but he he's got a call on his life for hospitality because he invited us in. And this guy, I didn't catch his name. The only bad thing about the restaurant is he didn't have a name tag, so I couldn't catch his name. But what a welcome. And as we went down the line, he said, he said what would you like? And I looked at the menu, and I was a bit overwhelmed, and I was like, what's good? Tell me what's good. And he said, well, seeing as you asked, this is what I would do. This is what I always do. And he said, I take this option, and, and I do it this way. And I said, that sounds great. And then he said, what meat would you like? And I said, uh, what would you do? And he said, well, I do it like this, and I do that, and then I do that. And then and I said, and we made our way right down, and then we got to the, uh, the sources, and, and he said, this is, this is how I do it. And I am so glad I took his advice because it was absolutely divine. What it reminded me of, however, is back in Wellington, uh, I went to a fast food chain that is famous for serving 6-inch and 12-inch sandwiches. You may know of it. And uh, I would go there quite regularly for lunch. In fact, I know off uh, top of my head exactly what I would get. Tell me what sandwich. Who Has anybody had Subway? Yes, my friend. What's your go-to? Teriyaki chicken, do you? What bread do you choose? Cheese, Cheese and garlic. And uh, what salads? Do you have salad? Yeah, tomato, lettuce, and gherkins and jalapenos. And uh, sauce? Ranch and aioli. He knows a sandwich. Who reckons they want to try that sandwich? What's your name, bro? Jonah. Who reckons they want to try Jonah's sandwich? My sandwich is slightly different. I don't do tomatoes. Um, But I went in uh, on this day, 
And I said, hey, how's it going? And he's like, huh. I was like, okay, cool. And then he said, what bread do you want? I said, oh, I'd have uh, six-inch uh, Italian herb and cheese. And he said, cool. What bread do you want? I was like, uh, Italian herb and cheese, six-inch. I was like, okay. And he makes it. And, he, and then he said, do you want it toasted? And I was like, yes, please. And then I said, do you want, he said, do you want cheese? And I said, yes, I'd like smoked cheese. And he said, so what cheese do you want? And I'm, I'm going, what's going on here? Like, it's just me, him, and a counter between us. And then he said, what salads would you like? And I said, oh, I'd like lettuce, uh, lots of capsicum, lots of carrot. And he said, what, what salads do you want? And I was like, is, am I being pranked? Like, is there security cameras going on? And then he turned to the side, and I see he's got an ear pod in. And he's listening to music, not listening to my voice, not, not listening to what I'm sharing. And I was like, man, what a stark contrast between this, our friend in, in Gisborne at Zambrero and this experience that I had. And I'm like, he's got one job. It's to listen and to do what I'm asking him to do. That's literally his job description. Hey, how, make it how they want it. And if they ask you how you would have it, then, then, then answer. But I was not going to take his instruction of... Uh, how he wanted it, because he wasn't even interested in me. And um, it made me think about this kingdom principle, listen and obey. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Listen to God and obey Him. If you do a word study, it's pretty much every chapter of Deuteronomy (laughs) as he's instructing God's people. Listen to my word and obey it. Listen to the Word of God, and obey. And this theme has run throughout my life. This, this theme has run throughout uh, our marriage. And, and for me, it's, it's how I've grown up in the Lord. It's how I've matured in the Lord. I'm no longer just a, a baby in the Lord. I haven't just recently given my heart to Jesus. That happened a long time ago. And since then, I'm growing up in the Lord. And how have I How have I done that? How have I grown in the Lord? Well, it's through listening to the Word of God, and then it's being obedient. It's through listening to the voice of God, different, and being obedient to what He's asking, what He's inviting, what He's stirring me on toward. And uh, we got married 2009, January, and 10 months later, God asked us a big question a big thing, and I shared it last week. He said, would you quit your jobs and go and serve the church full-time voluntary? Now, to get to that point, it didn't just happen overnight. To get to that point and to know that it was God's voice, to know that it was his prompting, his invitation, his stirring, it didn't just happen overnight. That was a developing of hearing the voice of God, of trusting that it's him, of knowing the sense of his, the fruits of the Spirit were present. There was a peace about it, a peace. There was a, dro- a joy at what He's inviting us into. And there was a, a, an ability to trust Him. Do you trust Him this morning? Do you trust His voice? Do you trust the voice that you know is God? Do you trust others' voices? Do you trust God within those sitting around you? Maybe have a look around, do a mental checklist, 
Do I trust Christ in my brothers and sisters, in this church family that he has caused me to be part of, that I get to grow up in, grow up in the faith? And it's, it's not just Christ in Carl and Shah, in Warren and Bridget, Warren, Bridget, it's, it's Christ in his people. But how do we get to the point where we can hear that it is God and not just flesh? Because there's lots of things that I'll say and you need to discern it. And it's like, is this God or is this Kirk getting really excited? <laughs> and I hope that I get excited about the things that God is doing and stirring. And this is our role is to be humble before the Lord, to be sure that what he is causing us to be bringing is of him, is, is his word and and is delivered, this is important, in his way. His way is so important, and his way has to couple with the word that is spoken. And so can you line it up with Scripture, the voice of God? And so how did I hear and come to learn the voice of God? Maybe think about it for yourself. How do you know the voice of God for yourself? And for me, it was, uh, hang on, I'm just going to run and get it. It was through this. I don't know whose this is, but uh, it was through a skateboard that uh, we moved into a place called Titahi Bay, and we were newly married, and we were running youth, and we were youth leaders, and loved Jesus, and loved sharing the gospel, and loved seeing young people come to know the Lord. And uh, I was surfing and um, competitively traveling country for surfing, and as part of that, um, I got cool little sponsorships, and um, one of the sponsors was a company that sold electric skateboards. This is before, this is like when electric skateboards first came in. And so I got given this electric skateboard, and it was worth about $900. So it was like this, but had a motor on it. And I loved it. It was awesome. And, uh, and it was such a primo skateboard. And we'd run it for youth. We'd do all sorts of things where they'd have a trigger, and they'd fly through cans of Mountain Dew and do really cool photo ops and stuff like that. But uh, we moved into this little neighborhood and there was a whole bunch of teenagers. And the one day I was out there and I was talking to these teenagers. And I was like, God, you know, I pray that they would know you. And I pray that I'd have an opportunity to share the gospel with these young people. And uh, I heard this, this voice. I heard this, what I knew to be God and, you know, in this early stages for me, and it was, and he said, I want you to give away your electric skateboard. I was like, nah, <laughs> no deal. No, I can let them use it. They're, I'm sweet to let them use it. And, he said, oh, oh. and it was just pressing on me. I want you to give these guys on your street your electric skateboard. And I wrestled with the Lord, and I was like, no, is this, could it be God? Is this how he works? I, I love this skateboard. I don't want to give away the skateboard. And so I really wrestled with it. And I didn't do it for a couple of days. And then I was like, it just sat with me. And then I realized, I was like, oh, I get it, Lord. I give them the skateboard. It will lead to the whole street coming to know you. I see, I see it. It'll be the story one day that I'll share. That'll be, I gave the skateboard away. It opened the door. And then I shared the gospel. And then, all of these young people came to know you. I get it. I will totally partner with you for that. Yep, I'll give you 
I'll give you my skateboard, Lord. I'll, I'll share it and I'll pass it on. And so had this moment with these young guys, hey, trying to be cool with my dad hat on. I tried to be cool and I came out and I said, guys, you know, I just feel like God's invited me to give you my skateboard. And they were like, man, took my skateboard. I was like, yeah, went inside feeling awesome. The next day, got home. I'm like, oh, there's the guys. Went out, talked to them. Hey, where's the skateboard? Oh, he sold it at Cash Converters. <laughs> and it just like it sunk in my heart. And I was like, God, I, I heard you. You told me to give the skateboard away. You said that, you know, the whole street were going to come to know you because of the skateboard and it was going to do this and going to do that. And that same voice just said, what did I ask you to do? I said, give your skateboard away. And I was like, yeah. And then you said, and he's like, no, I didn't say that. You said that. You made the rest of that stuff up. You, you added to the word of God that was personalized, that was for me. And so I learned a really valuable lesson. It was like, actually, God speaks and I don't add to it. I don't create. I just go, God, I'm going to hear you. I'm going to listen and I'm going to obey. Listen and obey. And not try and like see ahead of God, not try and be behind God and lagging and go, oh, I see now why he wanted me to give the skateboard away. You know, it's like just be right in tune with him. And how do you get there? It's like hearing a voice that you recognize, you know, and you trust. Who remembers back in the day before caller ID? Nobody. Who remembers a phone that didn't have a screen on it? And it would ring and it's attached to the wall. And if you pick it up and someone else is on the other phone in the other, in the other room, you're like, hey, I'm trying to make a call. I remember when you'd get a phone call and you'd pick it up. And I would hear this on the other end of the line, hey, it's me. And I'd go, oh, hey, Dad, how's it going? Da-da-da-da-da, what's happening? And you think about that. I didn't need to double check. Uh, tell me your middle name. Oh, yeah, it is Dad. Cool. You know, tell me my middle name. Oh, yeah, it is Dad. It, I, I knew instantly. And maybe you've had calls where it comes from a no-caller ID and you have this experience and, and they say, hey, it's me. They don't say, hey, it's Dad, hey, it's Mel, hey, it's Kirk. It's, a, it's an immediate, I know this voice. Why do you know this voice? It's familiar to you because you've grown up with it, because you've, you've experienced it so many times in so many different ways, that different tones, different ways that it's pronounced, you still know that it's their voice. Beautifully, we were praying this morning uh, outside because... Uh, we couldn't be bothered opening the door, I think. Um, and then it started raining, and we went around the corner, and we're praying, and all of a sudden, there's a child's crying. And I didn't need to bother opening my eyes. I knew it wasn't my kid. <laughs> and Courtney just made her way, and she knew it was her daughter. Something had happened, and she was crying. But from literally the other side of this class block, she heard, and she knew, that's my daughter. And there's how many kids? There's 20-something kids here today. How do we know the sound, the voice? Because we're familiar with it. You recognize it. You, you can call it out. I know who that is. Is it the same this morning between you and the Lord? Do you know his voice that intimately, that familiarly? Is that a word? Familiarly. It is now. It's totally a word. Just go with it. 
Um, because this is, this is what God wants to do in us. This is where he wants us to be, is that you recognize his voice. And remember, God came in different ways, shapes, and forms. I think about the burning bush. Has God ever turned up to you in a, in a tree on fire? <laughs> well, he had never done to the man of God, and yet the man of God turned and looked at it and went, there's something about that that I recognize is the way of my father. There's something about that that I'm tuned in to know that this is, this could be, this is God. And so he leaned in. And so this morning, are we leaning in? Are we leaning into God and how he speaks through one another? Are you tuned in to how he speaks through scripture? Are you tuned in to how he speaks through worship? Through different expressions of worship? Through your children's pictures later, as they start to describe, this is, this is my picture. It's my favorite Bible story. Can you guess it? How in tune with your kids are you? <laughs> how much can you look at these pictures and go, that is most definitely a story from the Bible, I think. Let's see. And so what does it look like to test the Word of God? What does it look like to be sure? And it's just like relationships, developing a trust, developing a knowing, developing a closeness, developing an intimacy where it's a, I know you and I trust you. And so it was through a skateboard that I was introduced to God going, hey, I want to speak to you. And when I speak, I want you to be obedient to what I invite you to. And so to us, 10 months later, it wasn't such a big deal. It wasn't this big, amazing story. It was a, yes, Lord, absolutely. He said on a Sunday night, we were praying, and, and it's like I heard the audible voice of God. He said, I want you to quit your jobs and to go and serve the church full-time voluntary. And uh, I leaned over and I said, Mel, this is what I think God just said. And she said, well, let's just pray and confirm. And we knew it was him. We knew it was his invite. And so Monday morning, I didn't waste time. Monday morning, we called up uh, our different bosses and we said, hey, we, we're going to just hand in our two weeks notice. I was managing a surf shop. I was running a um, youth organization called Zeal. Uh, not running it. I was running the high school ministry thing. So I was... Um, working with high school Christian group students and touring bands like um, Rapturacus. Don't anyone remember Rapturacus? Or Mum's Dollar. It was one of my favorite bands at the time. Um, and we'd tour them through the high schools and run lunchtime concerts uh, as if it's the Christian group hosting this, this uh, concert. And then you'd have an opportunity to share the gospel at lunchtime in high schools. And you'd have a 1,000 students and you'd give away cool stuff and you'd bouncy castles and all sorts. But I knew God was inviting us to something new. And then one of the key things that I had said, God, would you take the desire of surfing away from me? And like overnight, like that, I woke up and this desire for surfing, I, I called my sponsors. I said, I'm not going to be competing this year. Um, and they were like, that's a real shame, but okay. Uh, and one of the things that God, uh, Mel had almost tested with the Lord is, hey, if this is you, then it will be a Kirk's desire for surfing is gone. And it was like, I knew it was a new season. I knew it was a new day. And uh, 
Thursday, so this is Monday, we resign. Thursday, I came home an absolute mess, weeping, going, oh my goodness, I'm newly married, I'm supposed to be supporting my wife, and I've just realized we can't afford rent as of one and a half weeks away. What have I done? And it was like the enemy got in my head and said, did God really say? Did you really hear the voice, or are you just, are you just forgetting and making your own thing up and doing your own thing? And I was like, Mel, what do we do? And we just sat and we prayed and we said, God, would you settle our spirits that we would know it's you? Would you bring a peace? Would you bring a stirring that is so you that we know the the God that we have come to know? And he did. And so Tuesday, the next week, it took a week before we could meet with anyone from the church. And I'll start to wrap it up. Uh, The church leadership, we, we went around for dinner and we said, we got exciting news. We've resigned and we're coming to just serve voluntary full time uh, and we need to move in with you because we have no house. <laughs> and Johnny and Bex, uh, two of our closest people, um, mentors of ours, they now live in South Africa and they're running all sorts of cool ministry things over there. But them at the time, they said they started to laugh. And it was almost like that. Are they laughing at me or with me? What's going on here? And they started to laugh because they said a week ago on Monday morning, uh, one of them was walking the dog and one of them was driving the car and God spoke to them and said, hey, it's time for you guys to finish up because Kirk and Mel are going to come on board. And they spent a week going to the elders, going to the leadership of the church and and, and asking them to pray and consider. And all of them had gone, yep, we know that this is of God. We know that this is what God's doing. Maybe ask them, see what they say. And so they were, they were hoping that on this Tuesday night that we would consider their request, and here we were, one step ahead. And I'm so grateful that God invited us in, not man. Because, you know, ministry has been amazing, but if, if man had invited us in, I think that it wouldn't have lasted. But because God invited us in, God is literally our provider. And we often just go, he's my provider of finance, He's your provider of everything that you need. He's provider of words when you don't have the words. He's provider of comfort when you need comfort that can't be done through a hug through people. He's a provider of everything that you need in and out of season. And, um, and so I'm just going to wrap it up there and actually ask if maybe we just have a moment Seeing as I'm amazed how quiet the kids have been, it's because our toddler's not in the room. Um, but just while we have this space, can we just pray and just, I want to invite us to just personally before the Lord, just go, God, just check in with him. Can I hear your voice clearly? Do I know your voice as clear as I once did? Have I matured in you? Am I growing in you? Do I know you clearer than ever? Last little story, uh, I got surfer's ear, and I went surfing recently without earplugs, and I went deaf for a a whole month in one ear. (laughs) And as much as I wanted to hear what Mel was saying, I really did, I had to to lean in, and I had had to lean in, especially in the car trips. We've been doing a lot of driving, 12 hour, 12 and a half hours to get here. There's a noisy car going on. A lot of distractions, a lot of noise, just external noise, but I'm trying to tune in with only one ear. 
And, uh, and how much greater, how much sweeter it was when all of a sudden the air popped and the water had drained and I had stereo again. And I just wondered, I, that story came up again for me this week, actually over lunch with Warren. And, and I wonder if that's even just a little thing for one of us, is that maybe you're feeling like you're only hearing through one ear. And the distraction, the noise, all the other stuff, you want, it, you want to be stereo, stereo hearing again to the Lord. And so let's just take a moment. God, we thank you. Thank you that we can come before you boldly. Thank you that we can sit here and literally be face-to-face with the one who created us. Not because of anything we have done, but because of everything you have done, Jesus. And so we come boldly before you and we just say, God, speak to us. I want to hear you afresh this morning. I want to know your voice clearer than ever. I want to be able to hear you amongst distractions. I want to be able to pick your voice out amongst all of the extra noise. Father, if there's um, anyone in here that's only been able to hear through one ear, your spirit, your whispering, Father, I pray you would open that ear now by faith. You would see the cry of the heart. You would, you would respond to the call, um, the prayer of your child this morning. And you would open both ears that they would hear you clearer than ever. And Father, this week would be different than it has been because we're hearing you in a new and exciting way. Because we're hearing your voice in a way that is like, man, God, it's as though you're right here beside me. And I thank you, Jesus. That's what your spirit did, and that's why the Acts Church, as Bridget read out earlier, it got so exciting because all of a sudden the Holy Spirit was poured out, and there is, there is stuff happening because the Helper has come. Jesus has gone to be with His Father, and the Helper was with them. And the Helper, the same Holy Spirit that was with the early Acts Church, is with us this morning. So we thank you, Jesus, that you have given us this Holy Spirit to be able to make clear your word for us this morning. Father, I pray this week's scriptures would be illuminated. They would jump off the page and it would be like I hear you in a way that I haven't heard you through the scriptures. Father, I hear you through prayer like I haven't heard you before. Father, as people were going for their walks or spending time with you in their quiet space, or if they're in the car with a pack load of kids on the way to school this week, praise Jesus, school holidays. And we just thank you, Lord, that You are here. You are in our midst and you are with us. And so, Jesus, you know each and every person's prayer right now. You're no no respecter of age. You're no respecter of story. Our story is that we've come to know you. And if we haven't come to know you in this full and exciting and resurrected way, then, Father, thank you. There's an opportunity this morning to meet you. So we thank you for this week ahead. We give you glory for this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if there is anything that you would like to talk through or pray, Mel and I, and actually the leadership team, there's probably those that would love to just pray with you. Make yourself known. I don't know about you. I feel comfortable here. I feel comfortable with you guys. I feel like it's an extension of the wider church family that we've come to just be part of. And so don't feel awkward. Don't shy away from asking for prayer or sharing a need that you have. Be bold, just feel comfortable to do that.